0: Book of Psalms and chapter 37, I want to focus our attention on verses 23 and 24. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I suppose if we were looking for a title for the message this afternoon, it would be Watch Your Steps. How many times have we, we heard that throughout our lives when someone close perhaps to us has, has come and has said just just watch your step. It's very important, you know, for the child of God that we watch our steps. The walk that we have in this world will either bring glory to the name of the God of heaven or our walk, if it fails the Lord, will be a lasting legacy. Our steps are important therefore because they will either bring us nearer to the God of heaven or if we are, if we are careless and if we are casual, and if we are cold in relation to the things of God, then our steps will take us further and further away from the Lord. Here the great King David has reached the twilight years of his life. And this psalm gives us somewhat of a, a biographical account of the life and times of of David. Like many of us who are gathered here, perhaps this afternoon, David's looking back upon his life and he realises that there are more years behind me than there are now before me. Maybe we should just stop there for a moment and ponder that thought The brevity of life. Do you know the Bible says, what is life? It is but a a vapor which appeareth for a, a short while. Then it vanisheth away. The brevity of life, it's so brief. The certainty of death. Oh, the Bible says that it is appointed unto men wants to die. On the pale horse and and his rider, he's getting closer and closer to placing his clammy hand upon your shoulder and mine as day follows day. The brevity of life, the, the certainty of death, the reality of eternity. One day we will have to stand before the maker and creator of the heavens and the earth. We'll have to give an account of the deeds done in the flesh and what we thought of Jesus, which is called Christ. And yet David here, this man after God's own heart, who seemed to break the heart of God so often, he begins to reflect upon his life. He begins to to look back upon his time in this world. And he begins to to rehearse the, the tapestry of God throughout his days on the earth. I wonder, friend, have you ever done that? Have you ever looked back and fathomed the finger of God in your circumstances, how, how you, you made it here to the martyrs today and all those twists and turns that have developed in a bygone day which has brought you to this very hour. David here in the Psalms, he considers the many twists and turns that brought him to this moment in his life's experience. He considers the mountaintops experiences with God when the Lord so blessed him, when he was living at the the apex of his life with the God of heaven, but he also looks back upon those dark experiences, those times that he was at at a distance from God, Those times when he failed the Lord, when he floundered, when he comes short of the glory of God. Thinks of those times when he was out on the hills and he was looking after those few sheep that Jesse had on the mountains. He considers that time when he went before the notorious Goliath of Gath. The champion of the Philistines, and how the Lord blessed him and he became the victor. Thinks of those times when he was hunted like a partridge through the fields of Judea by the great king Saul. He reflects upon that time when he so sinned with Bathsheba when he sent Uriah the Hittite into the very heat of the battle that he might lose his life to cover his sin. Thinks of those times when his son Absalom hunted him throughout all Israel that he might take his throne He reflects upon the kingdom that God gave him, the great kingdom of Israel. But now David is an old man. We read there in in verse 25, I have been young, and now I'm old. And yet in all my days, I've not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. As an old man, all his turbulent and all his troublesome times seem to be over. He's learnt the hard lessons throughout his days upon the earth. And now his grey hair, his wrinkled hands and face Record the telling testimony that life is passing swiftly by. And so we read the counsel that David gives here in verse 23. How God delights in the steps of a good man. How the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. And as we read down this portion, I believe that first of all, here we can see the pilgrim in the text. He's referred to as the good man. This good man of whom David speaks of is, is the child of God. Is one who has embraced the God of heaven. One who has committed his or her life to the maker and creator of the heavens and the earth. The good man is the child of God, the Christian the believer, one who walks in sweet fellowship with the God of heaven. That man, woman, boy or girl who seeks to live a God-glorifying life before the Lord. The life of any pilgrim The life of any child of God, of any believer, should be exhibited by goodness. We read in the Gospel that the Lord Jesus Christ went about doing good. There's nothing that thrills my heart and soul more. Being in conversation with someone, and they're speaking of a fellow believer, and they finish the conversation like this, he's a good man. He's a godly man. I wonder, based upon that statement, based upon the week that has passed, could, could the world say that of your life and of mine? There goes a good man. There goes a godly man. Because they have observed our conversations, they have observed our actions. And our walk, and they've come to the conclusion, there goes a good man. We have the pilgrim in the passage. But we also have the pathway in the passage. You see, it says that the steps of this good man are ordered by the Lord. There is a course That each good man, each godly man or woman, young person, needs to travel. That is a journey that we all need to complete. And it's all planned by the hand of a gracious God. The Lord has a blueprint for your life and for my life. I sometimes hear how people become very anxious when trying to fathom the will of God in their lives. What is the will of God for your life? What is it for my life? How can we ever know or discover the will of God? And so many people become so perplexed and so anxious and even disturbed that they might try to discover the will of God for themselves. but You know, friend, finding and following and fulfilling the will of God is simply to walk after the Lord step by step on a daily basis. The Lord will not tell you what He wants you to do next month or next week or next year. Until you've followed him this day, step by step. What do we read in the Westminster Standards? That man's chief end, our sole purpose in life is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. But we must follow him one step at a time. It's simply keeping up with the God of heaven as he leads the way. We often sing that chorus, don't we? The Lord knows the way through the wilderness and all I have to do is follow. Strength for today is mine all the way and all that I need for tomorrow. For the Lord knows the way through the wilderness. And all I have to do is follow. It's not a matter of trying to run ahead of God. So often we fail the Lord by trying to run ahead of his purpose and plans for our life. It's one day at a time, one step at a time. (coughs) In the portion we have the pilgrim, the good man. We have the pathway, the steps of this good man. But we also have the purpose of God in the passage. It says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. I wonder can we see the sovereignty of God here? that David speaks of. That every last step that he took, that you take, that I take, is all planned by the hand of a gracious God. Isn't it wonderful to think that the maker and creator of the heavens of the earth has an interest in your life and in my life as well? Such an interest that he has purposed in his own divine will the course that we will take in our life. He's planned it all. He's purposed it all. He never saved you and I so that we would drift along through life. But he saved us because we were to become part of his great master plan. Doesn't that thrill and bless our hearts and souls to think that God has an interest in you and I today? I have the joy of worshipping in our Hebron congregation. Some 40 years ago that I I met the, the Reverend Park. He was a student in Bible college at the time. I was a young believer in our Liverpool congregation. The Lord took him, in his will, to Alton Broads, where he served the Lord for a number of years, before coming to Port of Ogie, and and then for the past 26, 27 years, he's been in our (coughs) church in Balamoni. But you know, the wonderful thing is that 40 years ago, when I met him for the very first time, little did I know that one day God would bring our paths together. Him from Olden Broads to Port of to Balamonny and me from Liverpool to Balamony. We couldn't have planned it, you know. Little did we know in the, the providence of God that, that his youngest daughter, that my youngest son, would one day be united in marriage, but was all in the plan. It was all in the great purpose of our God. How did we get there? By simply following the Lord one step at a time. And we had no knowledge of how the Lord was going to lead. And neither did David. In spite of the many difficulties that he had, in spite of the many problems, the ups and the downs, those mountaintop experiences, he had no knowledge of what the Lord had purposed for him. But all he had to do was follow. The pilgrims, the good man, the pathway, the steps of that good man. The purpose of God, the steps, each one of them, they are ordered by the Lord himself. But it also has the pleasure of the Lord in this text. For that child of God that walks in the light as he is in the light, that has sweet fellowship with the God of heaven, the Bible says that the Lord delighteth in his ways. wonder if you ever considered that by following the Lord, by seeking to serve the Lord with all our hearts, with all our souls, with all our strength, we can bring delight and joy to the very heart of God himself. We walk his way, if we follow after his steps, if we pursue the path that he has set before us, if we keep his word, if we uplift his cross, if we exalt his son, then we bring glory to his name. And you and I, the fallen creatures of Adam's race, can bring pleasure and joy to the heart of God by the lives that we live before him. David said, he delighteth in his way. The man that walks in the light, the man that keeps God's truth, The Bible says he delighteth in his way. It's wonderful to know. It's written here in the Scriptures, black ink on white paper, that God delights, that God rejoices over his children that seek to serve him with not less than their all. Oh, if we were to park that thought for a moment, if we were to reflect upon just this past week again, I wonder, can we say that our walk and our ways, our talk and all that we did brought honour and glory to the God of heaven. I wonder, can we say that, yes, the, the path that I have taken this past week has, has brought glory to the name of, of my God. It's left a, a lasting testimony to the grace of God in my life. Or if we look back on this last week, have we nothing really to reflect upon? And if not, then why not? What has kept the joy of God back and the blessing of God back? What pathway have we taken this past week? We have the pilgrim mentioned, he's the good man. The pathway mentioned, the steps that he takes, the purpose of God, it's all ordered by the Lord. We have the pleasure of the Lord that the Lord delighteth in his way. What about the problem of the pilgrim? Look at the text again. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delighteth in his way, watch this, though he fall. Let's not one of us think that we are exempt when it comes to Falling. When it comes to failing God, I wonder if we've fallen this past week when we've taken those steps. I wonder if we wandered into bypath meadows. I wonder if we're not being gathered around the throne of God. I wonder, has the devil stolen our song. He's filled our heads and our hearts with thoughts afar off. And we find ourselves perhaps in the martyrs today and and we are are barren and we are hopeless and we, we feel worthless because of our wandering ways this past week. Do you feel like David felt when the weight of his sin lay heavy upon him. Look what our gracious God says. Though he fall, and friends we will fall, and we will fail the God of heaven. Though he fall, he will not be utterly cast down. There's not one of us in the meeting this afternoon who hasn't fallen in the past. Not one of us who who hasn't let, let the Lord down. But we have this confidence, though he fall, though we may fail the God of heaven, we'll not be cast away. God hasn't finished with you, he's not finished. With me, he's not finished with the backslider. We are still awake in progress as far as he's concerned. You shall not utterly be cast down because of your waywardness, because of your wanderings, because of your sin and your rebellion. Don't believe the devil's lie this afternoon, that you're ruined. And there's no way back. Because my Bible says, though we fall, we shall not utterly be cast down. The pilgrim may have the problem of sin. But the Lord concludes the text with his promise of precious protection. It says, though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. We have not fallen so low that the Lord can't catch us this afternoon. We are safe in his hand. David wrote in another psalm that my time on this world is in his hand. And it's wonderful, you know, to, to consider the hand of God in Scripture. Your days and my days, they're all in the very hand, that nail-pierced hand of the Lord Jesus Christ. His hand guides us on a daily basis. His hand protects us from all harm and from any danger. His hand often delivered us from the perils of sin. His hand lifts us up and it helps us. And the hand of God blesses us so often. He hasn't brought you this far as a child of God, to now let you slip through his fingers. Never send his son to the cruel cross of Calvary to bear your sin and mine in his own body on the tree so that one day we would slip through his hands. We read in John chapter 10 and and verse 27 and 28, speaking of the people of God, that my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any pluck them from my hand. The Lord upholdeth us with his hand. And so, what a wonderful text that we have here. As David looks back upon his life, and he sees all the, the roller coaster ride that he's been on, the ups and the downs of life, those times when he, he's been blessed of God, those times that he's failed God, he comes to the conclusion that the steps of a good man. Each one of them that you and I will take, they are ordered by the Lord. And when we walk in the light as he is in the light, he rejoiceth in our way. Though we fall, we'll not utterly be cast down. For we have this promise that the Lord upholdeth you and I with his hand. Let's bow for prayer. Father in heaven, we thank thee for the simplicity of thy precious word. Thank thee, heavenly Father, that we can look back over the turbulent times of our life and we can just see the finger of God, the purpose of God, the plan of God, the path that God has led us along. And we can truly say, for all the Lord hath done for me, I'll never cease to praise him. And yet, Lord, we are very conscious that we are still a work in progress. That is still a work that God has for us to do. Until we're called home or until the Lord should come, there is a plan and a purpose that God has for our lives. We pray, Lord, that you will help us to follow after they one step at a time, seeking to find and to follow and to fulfill the will of God in our lives. So we pray that you will take us up and use us so as to bring honor and glory to the name, the wonderful name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank thee for these simple truths in thy word, and we pray that as we stand upon the threshold of a new week, that as we go forth in the purpose of God, you will help us to seek to exhibit those attributes of the child of God, of the true believer, in a dark and desperate world in which we live, so that men and women might see that we have been with Jesus and we belong to him. Bless us in the closing moments of our service we pray. For we ask these things in the Savior's name. Amen.